Good morning, this is Tiffany McMahon. I am a nurse of 11 years and I wanted to share with you some of my thoughts um, on Christianity and how we can be a shining light um, in a world of darkness, um, especially when it comes to the medical field. I said that this is for nurses, but it can also apply to other people um, when they're having trouble and difficulty at work. This was spurred by some issues that I was having. And when I tried to find a podcast that was specific to the medical field, I couldn't find one. And so I told myself I wanted to start one so that other people may be blessed through the Lord speaking through me. So I prayed before I started this morning and I just wanted to share with you what was on my heart. Um, and I'm going to start in on a series that I started called Let Go. And it's about forgiving others whenever they've wrong wronged you in the workplace. Sometimes it's really hard to do, um, but it's healing when you let it go. And so I wanted to share with you First, it's going to be entitled, Created in His Image. If you guys will turn, if you're listening and able to do this, I would love for you to turn. Let me get it pulled up again. Um, let's see, where did it go? Bear with me for just a minute. Okay. So... It started out with an issue I had at work where someone spoke really ugly to me and the mortal side of me, the human side of me wanted to lash out and be so upset about it and gossip about it and I really had to pray, I'm not going to lie, I had to pray about it because... Um, I didn't know how to act in that situation. Should I be confrontational back to her so that she does not continue to do that? Should I be the meek person that the Lord called me to be so that I can glorify Him? Um, so in some research, I realized that we're created in His image um, and if we're created in His image, then if we are hateful to others, even if they have wronged us, then we're really being hateful to the Lord who created him or her. So we need to take a step back and think, if I'm going to react in a negative way that is going to dishonor the Lord, then we're really... I'm sorry, to dishonor this person, then we're really dishonoring the Lord. And so, one of the chapters in the Bible that I really appreciated was Colossians 3.13. It says, Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you have a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord has forgiven you. So, how many times has the Lord forgiven us for issues that we've gone through in life, you know, times that we may have lashed out at others. 
a lot of times we're not willing to give that grace that we're uh, asking the Lord to give us or even other people. And so when we think about how someone acted, we need to consider that, have I ever acted similar to that? How would I want that person to treat me in return? So whenever you have spoken ugly about someone or to someone, and then how did they react? Were they nasty? Did that hurt you? Probably. Did it make you mad? Probably. So if someone is acting nasty towards you, um, you need to give that same forgiveness that you want in return. Another Bible verse says, Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgive each other just as Christ forgave you. So let's let's dive into that for a minute. All types of bitterness. We hold so much bitterness and don't even realize it. For example, after this occurred, I heard other people discussing it and how how out of lines this person was to speak to me that way. And it was so easy for me to say, yes, it wasn't right. And this is how I reacted. And um, she's done it before. And, you know, just all those worldly talk that we do against other people. And it, it occurred to me that even though I had talked to the Lord about it, I had not truly forgiven her. And I was holding that bitterness towards her. And so, who was it affecting at that time? Certainly, she had gone home and carried on with her life, but here I was days later talking about it. So, we decided, or we need to forgive other people. And so that we're not carrying that bitterness and resentment around with us that's really affecting uh, the light that we're shining to other people. At those times that I was speaking negatively or showing this bitterness, I wasn't able to be the light that I was called to be to show others um, what a follower of Christ looks like because I was so wrapped up in myself in bitterness. And so I had to think about that and say, Lord, you've called me to witness to others, to show others what uh, Christianity looks like to show others what your love looks like. And here I am just royally screwing it up by allowing what one person said to me to cause bitterness in my heart. So that's the first thing. You've got to get rid of that bitterness. You've got to ask the Lord to help you forgive this person because we can't do it on our own a lot of times. Well, ever. We need him all the time. But especially when it comes to how other people speak to us. So the second part of that says rage and anger. Oh man, it's so easy when someone speaks ill um, to lash out and say, you know what, you're wrong and here's why and I'm better than you and I know more than you and I am above you. But 
We're all children of Christ. So the first thing that we need to do is to take a step back and say, do you have a valid point even though you didn't display it in a way that would be beneficial or that I was able to receive in a nice way? So is that point something that I need to apologize for? Is it something that I need to learn from? Nine times out of ten, yes, it hurts when somebody's ugly to us, but there's some lesson that we could learn from it. You know, um, this one in particular was uh, someone who was angry at me for, um, let's see, she, she has been angry at me more than once, so I wanted to remember why exactly was the first time. It's been twice that she's lashed out at me. Um, the first time was because of uh, not doing paperwork correctly is, is the reason. Sorry about that. My brain in the morning is sometimes not all there and it seems like especially since I've had children um, I'm sure several of you can relate to that so it was for not doing paperwork correctly and she was so angry with me and so I had to take a step back and say yes she was angry yes it didn't come out the way that I would like it to but there's still something that I can gain out of this and that is how to do paperwork correctly um, so after I learned that, then I was able to utilize that for future, for the future, and it made such a difference. So had I continued with the range and rage and anger, I may not have clearly been able to get that message that there was something she was trying to help me with, that whether it was a negative or a positive, I was choosing to turn this around turn my anger around and find a positive in it so that I could go out and continue to witness to others, to, to be a witness to others. Sometimes our biggest testimony is not in words, but our actions. And so that was something that I really had to pray about. Help me to get rid of any anger and help me to um, change the way that I react and not to be in a rage. The second time that this occurred with the same person, I had actually just heard a, a sermon at church about similar things. If you ever have a chance to check out um, Greater Hope Church in Mulberry, Florida, you can look them up on the web and listen to their um, testimonies and their sermons of Pastor Stan McMahon, which is my brother-in-law, I urge you to do that. He spoke about similar things one Sunday morning, and it really, it really touched my heart. And I said, Lord, help me to go there. Help me to go to work and to forgive this person and to announce it to her that I forgive you. Because I know that she knew I, she hurt my feelings. So I needed her to know that she had been forgiven and that I was going to extend the love that Christ had extended to me. So I went in that morning and 
I was all prepared. I was prayed up. I was ready for this. And I walk in and she gave me my second round of just nastiness for a better lack for for a lack of words. <clears throat> she was very nasty to me. Um and so I took it for a minute and then I I said, I understand your concern, but I don't think that you handled it appropriately. I feel like you were being um, inappropriate to me. And um, I appreciate you to let me know what happened and let's leave it at that. And then I walked away and I was so mad, guys. I was so mad at her. Um, I didn't know what to do. I said, Lord, we talked about this before I came in. And then she was nasty to me. Why? And I got to thinking, it's the enemy. The enemy doesn't want the Lord's work in the workplace. He wants to see us fail. He wants to see us be angry, to have rage, to have that bitterness because he's winning at that point and he wants to win in our lives. And so I said, I'm thinking there that that's exactly what happened. The Lord gave me clarity on it. And so I walked back up to her and I said to her, I forgive you and I'm not mad at you. And I'm sorry that I did things that you didn't like. Um, I've taken um, your information and I will consider that. And I will see how I feel after it's been considered on whether it's the right thing to do or not. And so after I said that, I saw the tension in her neck and in her shoulders soften. And she said, were you the one that wrote me that nasty note? And I said, no, I don't even know what you're talking about. And she said, well, I got a nasty note here and I thought it was you. And I said, no, ma'am, it wasn't me. And she said, okay, I just wanted to know. And I thought to myself, that anger wasn't about the situation at hand. That anger was about her being frustrated at me. And had I not gone back to her, she may not have realized that it wasn't me who wrote a nasty note. Not only that, she might not have realized that she'd been forgiven and that Christ loves her and that he's forgiven her and me. And we started, we ended that with a much better relationship in the end. And I'm not going to say that she's my favorite person that things worked out and we're, we're best friends now. No, but we have a better working relationship because I was able to extend, um, extend to her what the Lord has extended to me, and that's forgiveness. Um, another thing is that we need to start praying for people like this. This is so important to keep prayer in your life. And to pray for those. The Lord calls us to pray for our enemies. And it's so important to do this daily. It says here that then Peter came to Jesus 
and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but seventy-seven times. So I don't think this literally means seventy-seven times. Um, Pastor Stan talked about that, how it's it's more of just saying, not seven, but seventy-seven. You know, he could have said seven hundred and seventy-seven, but it's just the way it was put so that we understand that there is no limit to forgiveness. He forgives us daily. The Lord forgives us daily for things we do wrong. How many times have we repeated the same mistake and said, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me for being a glutton. Forgive me for um, talking ugly to somebody. Forgive me for those thoughts that um, are negative or that are so deep within us that we don't even want to share it with others. Forgive me for that. And yet we're not willing to forgive our neighbor. How do you think that when we sin, that makes the Lord feel? It is so hard on the Lord. And yet he gives us sin and completely forgives us for it. And so whenever someone does us wrong, I'm sure it's not half of what the Lord feels Um being let down about it so we need to make sure that we're forgiving them and really letting it go another thing second corinthians uh, chapter 2 verses 5 through 8 if anyone has caused grief he has not so much grieved me as he has grieved all of you to some extent not to put it too severely the punishment inflicted on him by the majority is sufficient. Now, instead, you ought to forgive and comfort him so that he will not be overwhelmed by excessive sorrow. I urge you, therefore, to reaffirm your love for him. So that's basically saying whenever you cause grief to somebody, you're not just causing grief to them. Especially when there's other people around. Y'all, we got to stop gossiping. We got to stop being, having rage in front of people because all that does is cause a negative effect. It's like a ripple in a pond. You throw that rock out there in front of others and it's going to cause a ripple across the lake. And all these people are going to see you and see what, how you've reacted. And so that's what I really believe he's saying. He has not so much grieved me as he has grieved all of you to some extent. So he's saying, you know, I've forgiven you, but all these people now have been affected. So we have to make sure that we're, if something occurs, we're not always going to react the same way, but we need to take the time to rectify the situation, to correct it, to forgive, to tell that person we've forgiven them, to love that person. How, how important is that? Now instead, you ought to forgive and comfort him so that he will not be overwhelmed by excessive sorrow. I urge you, therefore, to reaffirm your love for him. So how many times have we had somebody that we've hurt and it, it just gets us in the pit, of <clears throat> the pit of our stomach. It gets into our mind and we just 
almost just can't get over this. It just stays with us. It, it multiplies in our life. How would that feel if that person came up and just gave you a big old hug and said, you know what? I forgive you. It's okay. I'm not going to hold this against you. And I still love you. Man, that would make such a big difference. And in return, how would we have treated others that day? It would make all the difference in the world at work. Especially when we're giving patient care to know that somebody has forgiven you and they still love you like Christ has loved them. We'll be able able to go out and, and do that same love for others, our patients, our staff members, those, you know, I'm in hospice, those who need us the most, those patients who are dying, giving them a love that we may not have been able to give before if we were not forgiven. So we need to make sure that in all of this, we're praying for them so that we can um, that we can forgive them, but also that their life changes, that maybe they'll seek God in everything they do so that they can give that love to other people so that they will live a happy life. Because at the end of the day, that's what we should be asking for everybody. If you can't say that, you know that you need to pray for that person. Um, Pastor Stan talked about how someone he knew said he couldn't pray for the person who had hurt him. This is somebody he knew could not pray for the person he hurt them. So he started out saying he was going to pray that soon he would be able to pray for them. And I understand that feeling because sometimes you can't even think about that person without having rage. But it's a starting point to pray that you will be able to have a point in your life that you can pray for them with a a pure heart, with a heart of meaning. And so I urge you, think about those who um, you have resentment towards and start that journey. It says here in Matthew 5.23 through 5.24, Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you leave your gift there in front of the altar first go and reconcile to your brother then come and offer your gift so what is your gift you know this could be taken several ways but to me what the gift is is um for asking for forgiveness forgiving and for talking to the Lord. So the altar could be right in your home. You know, how many times have we come to the Lord and say, forgive me. Forgive me for how I've acted. Um, and then gone back out and done the same thing. And it's here, I really believe it's saying that if you're going to give that gift to the Lord of asking for his help, You need to be willing to put in the work. You have to be willing to go out and talk to that person to resolve the issue, to forgive them, to be praying for them, 
So you need to go out and first go and be reconciled with your brother. Then come and offer your gift. Because that's the only way you're going to mean what you say. It's the only way you're going to truly, truly, in your heart, ask for forgiveness. And when it's true, that's when you'll be forgiven. One time a friend of mine said, Whenever you go take something to the altar, a gift to the altar, and don't forgive it, don't mean it, don't leave it there, don't truly leave it there, you're taking it back with you. Would you go to a birthday party and say, you know what, I'm going to give you this gift and then take it back home? All you're doing is creating more issues for yourself because you're going to be carrying those burdens with you. So for go and forgive that person and then come to the altar and leave it there. Don't take it back home. Leave it there. And you will see that what the Lord gives you in return. What a beautiful gift. And what an exchange that you can give him what he considers a gift of all of your burdens. And receive in return a gift of forgiveness and your burdens gone. Oh, what a loving God we serve. It's times like this that it really dawns on me that, you know, sometimes in life we're told that we have to act this way and that way. And at the end of the day, man, we serve a loving God and he is all we need. So if we follow his word, we will be forgiven and we will get that uh, light, that weight taken off of us, that burden carried away. Um. I'm trying to to read my own writing here about what else I wanted to say and I'm getting ready to wrap this up but you are a Christian and you are a gift to others in the world and God has created you to be a light to the world so whenever you speak ill whenever you're nasty that is a negative outlook for the Lord not only for us but for the Lord and I know I I in fact like to call myself a follower of Christ instead of a Christian because um, Christianity has had such a negative connotation lately that um, we're already judged before we get there Uh, So I do say I'm a follower of Christ, um, and in my heart I know I'm a Christian, but I want other people to know that I am going to try my best not to be a hypocrite, and that I'm going to try my best to live the life that the Lord wants me to live. Now, does that mean I'm not going to fall? Oh, I'll absolutely fall. I fall daily, but I'm going to strive to live a life that the that Christ wants us to live. And so that means that I'm going to go out and I'm going to forgive. That I'm going to love others. Um, one of my favorite things that I always try to see, that I always try to remind myself is 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 6. And it says, love is patient. How many times have we lost our patience with other people? We need to show 
this patience because they're going to wonder without you even having to say you're a Christian, what makes this person different? I want more of that in my life. And at the end of the day, that's what we're here for, to give them more of that in their life, to have the Lord work through us. It's not what we're doing. It's not, we cannot go in there saying, I'm going to be a blessing to others. No, if you have that outlook, you're focusing that, that pride, that positivity towards yourself. And that's not going to get you anywhere in life. You need to go in there and say, Lord, please work through me to be a blessing. So love is patient. Love is kind. Be kind to others. You know, sometimes kindness is mistaken for weakness, but that's not your battle. You don't have to worry about that. Let the Lord take care of that. You show kindness because that's how others will know that you are living a life uh, with the Lord, that you're having a walk with the Lord, and they're going to ask you more about it. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in truth. So one thing I wanted to touch in there, it is, it does not envy. It does not boast. It does, it is not proud. Oh, we eat our own as nurses. It's horrible what we do to each other. We, you know, I've had people say, after a long day, that's just overwhelming, that you can never seem to put one foot in front of the other. Sometimes I, I teasingly will tell a neighbor, you know, at times I feel like Cinderella. Every time that I get a minute, that's the time that they begin it. So it's just putting one foot in front of the other and hoping that you'll get done um, with the end of your shift and do everything you're supposed to do. And at the end of the shift, occasionally, I know my nurses can relate to this, you'll think, oh no, I did not get to that dressing change. Or this person wanted me to call the doctor and it was so crazy busy, I didn't get to it. Now, don't get me wrong, don't take advantage of people. I don't like that at all. Um, but we need to give each other that opportunity to say, you know what? I know you're human. I know your work ethic. I know that you did your best. So it, there's been times in my life that people have said, don't worry about it. And they've taken care of it. Now, certainly they could have said, I'm super nurse. I take care of all of my stuff. Why can't she take care of her stuff? And we all know that's not true. People say that all the time with other people. And, and we know in our hearts, everybody makes mistakes or everybody has days that they can't get everything done. So we need to make sure that we're not being boastful or proud. Um, and also, here's one that I'm just looking at and I hadn't really put any thought into it. But it says it does not envy. So what does that mean? It's not envious. Love is not envious. I would say that it means that we need to be proud of each other. Um, 
that we're not going to call each other out. You know, like I've heard people say before that, oh, they think she's just all that and she's not really all that. We need, we don't need to be like that towards each other. If that person's having a great day, pump them up. Tell them how proud you are of them. Tell them that how special they are, how much they mean to you. And guess what? They will reach out to you more often. They will want to come into work. You know, how many times do we complain about not being understaffed, not having that adequate help? And yet when we have help, we're so quick to be envious of each other. Oh, they get the praise, but I sit here and work all day. That type of thing. What would happen if we said to them, I am so thankful for you. You are so helpful. You do an awesome job. I guarantee you they would be more res responsive to coming back the next time they were asked to come into work. They would be more helpful at work and reach out to you to help you. Oh, I remember she was so kind and told me how nice I was. I'm going to offer to help her with addressing change, just for instance. <clears throat> so I really feel like, you know, the Lord put that on my heart to say um, and to talk to you about. And last, it says, do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. So today I want you to remember not to judge and not to condemn and to love others because we were created in his image and he made us. And what a wonderful thing that is to think about because he is a loving God. It's like a real father in heaven. Today my daughter went to school and this morning she... You know, I, I got home late from my shift after doing paperwork and making sure my dressing, um, all my dressings were done. And, you know, just being a nurse, sometimes you're not going to get out right at 7. So I got home late last night and wasn't able to prepare my daughter for school today. So I got up early and did everything and got her clothes ready. And she comes out and she says, Mama, guess what? I found Monday underwear, meaning that the little, you know, vinyl um, picture had Monday on it with a little unicorn or something. And she said to me, how cool is that? And, you know, to me, I'm like, a pair of underwear is a pair of underwear. I'll wear those bad boys on a Friday and it won't make a difference. But to her, it was, it was something special. So a few minutes later, she comes back and she said, Mom, guess what? I went into your room and I found a pair of socks right off the bat. Now, I'm going to admit I don't fold socks. And I keep telling myself, next time my kids get in trouble, I'm making them fold socks because we have a hard time finding a pair. So for her to come out and say, I found a pair right off the bat, that was something really special. Usually I have to go back there and dig around for a pair. So anyways, and I know you guys can relate to that. Well, maybe not the people who are extra organized, but come on now. Some of y'all can relate to that. So we're on our way to school and we were praying together. And I said to her, 
thank you, Lord, for having those items put together for her this morning. I said, and thank you for showing her that you love her, that her earthly father loves her just as her worldly father. And it dawned on me, do we really show that he is our world, our earthly father, that he's really, I'm sorry, I said that wrong, our heavenly father. I apologize for that. I told you guys I got up early and my kids took half my brain away. So back up just a minute. It's our earth, our heavenly father loves us as much as our worldly father, if not more. Now I say that because my husband is wonderful and he loves our kids so much and he did do baths last night and all of that side of it but there's some things mamas think about and that's getting everything ready for tomorrow so on the way to school when i said our heavenly father loves us even more than our earthly father thank you lord it really dawned on me that this is a loving god and that we should remember that he is a father to us. And I want to leave that with you today. And I hope it inspired you. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. And um, I'll be doing these periodically. And I hope to improve every time. Thank you for sticking with me. Have a great day. Amen.